everyone, and welcome to the GoTech Believes in Tie podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And I just realized that Tech lost to UAB and the Saints lost to the Falcons in the same weekend. Mm. It's been so depressing. I don't think I even noticed that until just now. Yeah. Uh, yep. We're not going to talk about the UAB game a lot, guys. Yep. We're, we're sad about it. We're sad about it, but luckily there's basketball to hopefully make us less sad about in the future. But we yes. do probably want to touch on a little bit before we get into that, because the day that this comes out, Tech will face off against Alabama on the opening night of college basketball. But first, let's talk about this UAB game. Yep. And we'll start off with the 90-second recap. So get those stopwatches ready. Three, two, one. The game started as we all kind of thought it would with a UAB touchdown in the first three minutes to open the game. Tech responds by going three and out, but UAB's first pass of the second drive ends in the hands of Tech's Jaden Cole. Ten plays, five minutes, and two huge UAB plays later. Penalties. Two huge UAB penalties later. Tech ties the game at seven. Now it's UAB's turn to three and out, and Tech again, helped by UAB penalty, drives down the field to score, making it 14 to seven. Fumble on the kickoff, Tech ball. Yet another crucial UAB penalty helps the Bulldogs into the end zone and outs 21-7 dogs. A fake punt run and an uncalled hold that I'm sure we'll talk about later gives UAB a crucial first down and completely changes the momentum of the game. Four plays later, Tech's lead is cut in half. 21-14 Tech. Tech goes three and out, UAB hits a field goal. Tech goes three and out, UAB goes three and out. But on the punt that Tech gets right before the half, Smoke drops the ball and UAB recovers. Tech was looking to expand its 21-17 lead before the half, but instead one play later, it's 24-21 UAB heading into the half. The second half starts with three straight punts, but UAB scores a touchdown on all four of its final four offensive drives, minus the one that's used to end the game, and that ended up sealing the deal for the Bulldogs. Tech was able to score 17 points on their final four drives, but with the defense unable to make a stop or a tackle, the Bulldogs fall 52-38. You got it. Less than 90 seconds. Good job. Hey. Very good. Uh, was a shootout. Had not really anticipated that. Uh, Especially against the UAB defense. that we were, That's what we were most scared of going in. I don't know how, how in-depth we really want to go because we lost, which has been, I guess, the, should be the title of the 30 for 30 for the season. We lost. Uh, <laughs> that, but there was, there was uh, one, and I'm sure we all know what it is, one bright spot from that whole game that I'd like to talk about. Yeah, go, yeah, go for it, I, Matt. I, know, I think I, I know exactly who Matt wants to talk about. Matt wants to talk about Jacob Adams, who had yes. one catch for zero yards. That's exactly yes. who Matt wants to talk about. Which is right now. one of my all-time favorite stat lines. You know that. Uh, J.D. Head. Yep. He uh, played admirably, given the fact that that was his first ever career start. Yeah, and he had and, the same offensive line that Austin Kendall had. Yes, yeah. and to that point, Evan mentioned in the chat during the game, he was quite impressed with J.D.'s poise which is one of the most overused words to describe the quarterback in the pocket but i get it he did look really good he didn't look rattled he looked confident when he made his when he made throws in face of pressure and young guy i uh i'm excited to see what he can do next year presuming that or assuming that he'll be the starter i hope to god he is please no (laughs) i mean he didn't really put together the most impressive stat line 20 for 35 uh, 196 yards, averaged 5.6 yards per, I guess that's pass, two touchdowns and a QBR, uh, 0 to 100 of 38.9. But again, true freshman coming in midseason to take over basically a backup quarterback spot. You kind of got to love what he was able to do with the few resources he had at his disposal. Few resources is a Yeah, and, and a good also way of putting it. against this strong UAB defense, right? Yeah. I mean, now, UAB's dealing with a lot of injuries, like we heard from John last week, but. 
still, I mean, to come out and ran in a touchdown too, I believe ran in a touchdown through two. Yeah. Not, uh, he wasn't the reason that we lost this no. game. Right. No. In, in fact, we put up 38 points on a defense that was only allowing what, like 20 or something. Uh, they were allowing 20.4 points per game. We put up 38. Honestly, that's part of the reason why this recap is going to be kind of short. It's like, we didn't play super badly to where we need to talk about it for 30 minutes no. and, and worry about, I, I mean, well, the season's this is probably now. the best the team has played since. Yeah. It's definitely well, the best the team's played the since the NC State offense game has played. The yeah, offense yes. has played. That's fair. Yes. That's fair. Because we can talk longer about the defense. There, I, I have some yeah. words to say, but we'll, we'll get to that. Anything in a else second. good? Anything else good here? Uh, the season's almost over. <laughs> uh, Smoke Harris had a good game. Uh, nine receptions for ninety-two yards. This is um, the end. This is the end for Smoke, isn't it? No, I don't really? think so. I felt bad I for him. I thought this young man deserves a chance to come back next he's year. He's listed and... as a sophomore. So oh, he's yeah, got a lot. I don't think he's, Yeah. I think this right. is his third like full year. I think he played as a true freshman, then he got the extra yes. year. He um, played four games in 2018 and then played 2019 and the extra year 2020. No, I'm glad to hear that because sophomore year. He deserves a chance to play for a good football team. So you're thinking you'll hit the transfer portal? Yeah, well. You know, I, I thought it was interesting to finally get to see Keon Henry Brooks get some carries. He didn't do a ton with those carries, but, you know, we've been waiting to see if he'll if he'll show up and he carried the ball 12 times. So Running's been a difficult thing this year. Yeah. Um, At least we had a couple long runs. We had a 20-yard run by Marcus Williams and a 15-yard run by KHB. I mean, that only makes their averages look that much worse, the fact that they're only able to average 4.5 or 3.9 yards per carry while still having those long runs in there. But every now and then they were able to break one open, and that was pretty nice. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so... Uh, Wait, one more thing, because I had to check. I scrolled down to make sure. Cesar Brajas. I want to shout him out again. Averaging 40 yards a punt and also a 47-yarder. I mean... It wasn't right. his best night, but it, no, he was definitely good. not. We'll miss definitely you, not his best night, but he he has been averaging like forty five, forty six the past couple games. So, but it's nice to see that number not in the thirties and kind of be critical yeah. of it still, right? <laughs> okay, so some of the bad, obviously, the defense we'll talk about, but uh, the penalty you referenced in your ninety second recap, Nathan, was a, a just. I mean, Tech had a player on the edge of the punt formation that read the play, read that it was a fake and was going to go make a tackle. But instead he got tackled himself, uh, <laughs> held about 15 yards down the field by, by the, uh, the blocking player and just, you know, literally dragged to the ground by his Jersey right near the play. So it wasn't like it was, you know, where a referee shouldn't have been looking, but not called. And then the other penalty I wanted to talk about was the, Oh Yeah. Uh, late hit out of bounds, um, unsportsmanlike conduct or unnecessary roughness, whatever they called it. Um, our guy LaTeX Sports Central. We don't need to harp on this because it's just a bad call. But um, he he posted a screenshot of it and said this probably won't uh, won't affect the game, you know, or won't be the reason for the outcome of this game. But you know that wasn't a late. The the contact was initiated in bounds and the the like tackle. So whatever tech player tackled the guy kind of spun him around out of bounds, but that tackle began in bounds. It was, it was a clean tackle and that was on a third and long. Um, it was very similar to the situation against UTSA a few weeks ago where it was, it was third and un third and like unattainable. And we committed a personal foul on a late hit out of bounds. And it was like, well, here we go. Yeah. And that's not the reason why we lost. Like neither of those are the reason. They they helped change the momentum. 
we were up 21 to seven when both of those things happened. So, I mean, yeah, but if we're going to give up touchdowns on four of our last four drives on defense, minus the Neil, minus that giving up touchdowns late in the second half, not being able to tackle momentum only does so much. If momentum, a momentum swing causes you not be able to tackle the other team, then, <laughs> then well, momentum is yeah. fiercely yeah. underrated no, in these right. kinds of contests. No, I mean, you're Basic right. Basic motor skills go out the window. I'm sure if we yeah. had, if we had John on right now, he'd be saying, well, what about all the penalties on UAB? But like, I don't know and about to you be guys, fair, but that's why I have, we were up 21 to seven. I have never seen a more undisciplined team than that UAB team that like on Saturday, 12 penalties for 129 yards. I mean, they came in averaging um, the second highest uh, sharp millionaire tweeted at one point. We're coming for your uh, most penalty. Have an ass Toledo. <laughs> 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 and, uh, and then they did, but you know, they were doing stuff like, you know, ripping our guy's helmet off, like after the play. And it's like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? And then we were capitalizing on those mistakes. So it was nice to see us actually capitalize on mistakes. That's a good, that's a positive from this game. And I guess that's fair to say, but even while we were watching it live, it felt like tech is only up 21 to seven because UAB keeps shooting themselves in the foot. Eventually they're not going to be shooting themselves in the foot anymore. Right. And that's kind of what happened. It's even a couple bad calls went against tech. UAB more or less stopped committing those egregious fouls, at least on third down plays. Right. Third and longs, a couple of them were. <laughs> it was like four or five third downs that they did in the first like quarter and a half that they gave us first downs on on penalty. It was crazy. It was twice where Tech was like third and 18, completed a 16-yard pass, and I was like, okay, let's go for it. Let's go for it. Oh, first down. All right, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, yep. it, they just stopped killing themselves and that let them take over control of the game and end up winning it. Uh, but it's a lot easier to just, you know, blame the the fake punt non-call hold. Oh yeah. So yeah, let's talk about the defense. I mean, they were bad, right? That That's yeah. the, the most, the worst negative of this game, I think is that the defense could not tackle Dwayne McBride at all. Just could not do it. And Nathan, I think you had one of the tweets of the week when you said, you know, that the, that, imagine how many more rushing yards he would have had if it wasn't for the end zone. And that's just like, (laughs) you know, that's dumb obviously, but, but at the same time, it's like, man, if they had been further back on those runs, he would have just ran further and gotten the touchdown. You know, it's, he was untouched multiple times. Just pathetic. He's very bad. You're talking about three plays, 80 yards Uh, on one of these. It wasn't just him either. It was uh, quarterback Dylan Hopkins. They faced a fourth down. I'm trying to remember which drive this was on. So I could look it up. But it was a fourth down and, and relatively short, if I remember right, where Dylan Hopkins escapes the pocket, breaks two or three tackles, and picks up the first down on foot. And then uh, two plays later, third and goal, he scrambles, uh, scampers in for scrambles. the touchdown. Scramples in for the touchdown. Yeah, it just it, it broke four tackles while doing that, too. I don't even think it was a McBride thing. I think if we put Matt out there, yes. he may have been able to break some, some ankles Post, and, I mean, and run for Lush a few just, yards. Lush Stanley has the 38-yard rushing touchdown where he literally was not touched. The announcers were talking about him like getting a high five on the way in from one of Tech's players, and like that was all that we touched him. So, yeah, uh, oh, that's, that's the nice. defense was, was atrocious in this game, and that was really frustrating because they've been – playing well enough to win these past few weeks minus the UTSA game and then to just completely fall apart against this run is not I mean the offense played well enough to win for the first time in a month which begs the question what the fuck is going on because how does the team get worse as the year goes on and we talked about this last week too it feels like every every game we play 
just the general team is getting worse. That's a dangerous thing, considering that we're coming up against a team that not this upcoming week, but the next that is a uh, hot dog shit. Yeah, and I'll be in the stadium for after I watched us lose to hey, NC State and ODU. Maybe so. David, maybe Dave Blackwell's playing the long game. He was the uh, defensive coordinator of Jacksonville State, incoming Cusa team. And maybe ODU. Just, yeah, maybe he's just trying to weed us, chip away at us from the inside. <laughs> I don't think they needed to do that to get that done. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this game in general, it wasn't great. This season isn't great. Kind of indicative of everything. A little bit of false hope at the beginning, just like the season at the very beginning against Mississippi State gave us some false hope, and then just utter garbage after that. Yes. One, FB, one, one FBS win this season, guys. I would say one. one FBS win so far, but that actually sounds kind of optimistic. Yeah, pain. Hey. Yeah. Anyone we want to pick be... for a player of the game for this one? Or did we already uh, do that? Not really, but I mean, it's pretty obvious I'm going to pick JD Head. There isn't really anyone else who stands out. I like what JD I mean, Smoke did. Harris. Sure, but I feel I want to give you know JD a little love. He's playing yeah. really well, and I realize that those stats aren't world beater numbers. But two passing touchdowns, a lot of throws that some people may just kind of blow off; they go unnoticed. But I certainly picked up on where he looked really good and facing pressure, and he zips the ball really well. He had a rushing touchdown as well too. I uh, I just get a good feeling about him. I feel like he could really be a good, really good leader on the offense next year, the year after that, hopefully the year after that. So, yeah, I'm going to pick J.D. Head. I'm picking Smoke. Minus the one fumble and the, the punt return. He, um, this was his, what, second or third best receiving game in his career. And Yeah, unfortunately, so, yeah. when he does Every well, <laughs> we lose, apparently. We're cursed. Um, I'm going to give it, I'm going to cheat and give it to the offensive line because they only gave up two sacks in this game um, with the freshman quarterback. This could have been, this could have been like an eight or nine sack day, guys. Yeah. UAB is good. They have a good defensive line. Um, so to well, come out and, and give our quarterback a chance, uh, especially since it's the the inexperienced quarterback, to give him a chance to actually like survey the field. And and I, I know we called out in our chat during the game. At one point, there was a, a wide receiver bubble screen that um, was the main read. And J.D. Head looked out there, saw that it was covered, you know, was able to backpedal a little bit and find a secondary receiver for like a four yard gain. So it was nothing special on the, on the play-by-play chart, but like really, really nice yeah. to see both the oh, offensive yes. line being able to block long enough for that to happen. And then also JD head making that great play. So obviously JD head, I think is, is who we're the most excited about coming out of this, but that offensive line, man, if they can play like that, the next three games, we might, we might be able to finish strong here. Please God. Yeah, we might be able to finish strong, but unfortunately we won't be going to a bowl game. But while the Bulldogs won't be going bowling this year, the number nine Lady Texters bowling team will go bowling because they have to to do their jobs. Because that's their Let's job. Talk about bowling. One, easily one of the worst segs you've ever had in the history of this podcast. Hey, just to be fair, I wrote that, so that was me, not Nathan. Um, Nathan said it, but... You're both guilty then. Yeah, blame yeah, I really got to stop using from you for my type five uh, stand-up routine. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> gotta find better riders. It was horrendous. Yeah, Lady Texters out there bowling, bowling very well. Yeah, yeah, they came into this week. I think this was a before season, preseason poll, but they were ranked ninth in the nation before they went to the Track Cat Clash. Both cat and clash are spelled with K's. Yeah, hosted by Sam Houston, the Bear Cats. Yeah, our Fuck new, you, our Houston. new friends, our new friend Sam Houston State. No, my friend is the actual Sam Houston. Oh. <laughs> 
The Sam Houston or a Sam Houston? The, the 60, the 67 foot tall one or whatever. How big of a bowling ball would he need to be proportional? Ooh. 69.69 69 inches tall, actually. That's, <laughs> 40 that's a good question, Nathan. Um, but anyway, Sam Houston State, not the man or or Matt's friend, whoever that is, hosted this tournament. And it was a three-day tournament hosted over Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Friday, the Texters defeated number 20 Maryland Eastern Shore, Jackson State, Alabama A&M, Texas Southern, and number 22 Prairie View A&M, 5-0 in one day. Oof. A lot better than uh, what our Saturday ended up yeah. being. And their Saturday started off pretty hot, too, with wins over Alabama State and number 14 Delaware State. But then they lost to number five, North Carolina A&T, to end the day. A lot of HBCUs. That's really cool. Well, not not to end the day. There were two more games that day. I wrote the notes wrong. They bounced back to defeat reigning national champion and number one ranked Nebraska. Fuck Nebraska. The Texters also beat Valpo heading in the championship bracket Sunday. And Sunday, Evan, you want to talk about? Yeah, so after those uh, pretty strong performances on the first two days, the Texters were ranked uh, as the fourth seed going into the championship bracket. I think I understand how this works. So the first two days are for seeding. Um, and then the final day is like a head-to-head bracket style, um, you know, knockout round, um, maybe double elimination. My my understanding, is because they did lose one and kept going, is so that okay. I believe it's double elimination. Um, also, the first few games on Friday and Saturday, they were by total pin count. So they just kind of combined everyone's scores and said, said this team knocked over 1,100 pins and this team knocked over 900. So the team that had 1,100 won. This one, they were best of seven. And they're, and they're the, the best ba- of seven Baker best match. Best of seven Baker match, which I think I understand now. Um, yeah. So if you missed our episode on bowling earlier, I believe that the way this works is they take turns bowling. So they have five bowlers per team. So like if it were the three of us doing this, I would bowl the first frame. Matt would bowl the second frame. Nathan bowls third. I bowl fourth. So on and so forth. Um, you know, until, until you get to the end of the game. Right. So you do that and it's head to head whoever whichever team wins the first game like wins round one and it's best of seven so i i think that made sense how i just said that maybe it didn't but it it didn't but it's okay okay so the texters start out playing sam houston state the host number six in the nation sam houston state and they got swept four games to none Um, but then they play number 15 maryville in the first round of the, I guess, is that, losers. The, is that the name of the university? Maryville. Yes. Maryville University. I don't know where that is. I'm not sure. Probably in Maryville. <laughs> hmm. Well, we don't know that for sure. St. Louis. Wait huh? a minute. Maryville and St. Louis. Fuck Maryville and St. Louis. The funny thing, I typed in Maryville. <laughs> the first thing said Maryville.edu, like their official site, and said Google also says people also ask, and the top one is, is Maryville University legitimate? Uh, <laughs> uh well, their bowling team is not legitimate because they ah. lost to the Texters four to two um, in this Baker uh, match. But then the Texters had to face their uh, apparently hated foe, North Carolina A&T, and again got swept four games to none there in that third round. So we ended up placing fourth in this tournament, uh, which is not necessarily bad. And if if I understand, you know, how this works is the first in-season rankings should be coming out pretty soon. Um, they'll be released by the National Ten Pin Coaches Association, and I think my brother told me that it's more based on head-to-head victories 
than like the tournament placement. So we came in fourth in the tournament, but the fact that we defeated, you know, the number four team in the nation, the number 22, number 20, number one, like that'll help. So I wouldn't be surprised if we moved up a little bit. What are they? Well, what are they? They were ranked ninth. Um, Yeah, Yeah, definitely top 10. So what's up next for the Texters, Nathan? Yeah, next up this coming weekend, they travel to Jackson, Mississippi, where Jackson State, not Jacksonville State, but Jackson State, will host the Sonic Boom Invitational. Boom Invitational. Wow. They must be throwing bowling balls really, really quickly. Really, really, really quickly. (laughs) Um, Breaking the sound barrier probably knocks over the pin, so I feel like that's cheating. Yeah. uh, Um, also the textures will be in the Dallas area a couple times in January, so February. So I think, uh, I think GTPDD will have a presence at, at those, those tournaments. So we'll talk about I that more to later. See if I could give a presence, but they don't play anywhere near me this year. So, oh, well, they played in Kansas city, but they have since demolished that bowling alley. Oh no. Were we that bad? <laughs> anyway, we've talked about football. We've talked about bowling. Let's talk about basketball. Because Tuesday, you know, today, if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, Tech will face off in the opening night of college basketball against Alabama Crimson Tide. Ended last year ranked ninth by Ken Palm. Lost in the Sweet 16 of the NCAA tournament in overtime to UCLA. So a pretty good team coming off a pretty good season. Yeah, Alabama was, was kind of a surprise, you know, top 10, top 15 team last year. Um, and it looks like they're going to be pretty good this year too. So this is a good, a good schedule for, um, tech to get this on the schedule. I think it just kind of came together maybe a couple months ago. I could be wrong about that timing, but basketball, uh, scheduling is weird because teams are trying to schedule each other like up till a month ago and football were scheduled out to like 2030, but in, uh, in basketball, they're like, Hey, you want to play next week? Okay. Um, I feel like some sort of happy medium would be the best thing there. Yeah, like, I like maybe like a year to schedule advance. games out twenty years in advance. But yeah. please play, please play UMKC, please. Lady Texters get scheduled to play UMKC a few years ago, but the game started at six and I got off at five and I couldn't go. Oh no, I was very sad. Well, you know who was sad last year facing Bama? LSU. They finished the year ranked twenty fourth, but they lost to Alabama three times. All three times that they played last year, that was probably Bama's best win a year ago. Their worst loss was number 90, Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky beat Alabama last year. And it was early in the season, so, you know, maybe this is a game for Tech where they do something similar to another team that's at least still in Conference USA with the rest of us for a little bit. Yeah, for now. Um, Yeah, and if you recall, Tech beat Western Kentucky twice last year and lost once to them. So, yeah. What does this team look like, though, on the floor, Nathan? It's the first game of the season, so you can only well, really go off of yeah, last year's enough. stats. <laughs> but they were a great defensive basketball team a year ago. 16th and best defensive effective field goal percentage, 10th best in the country at three-point defense. And they also shoot a lot of threes on their side of the court. 47% of their field goal attempts last year were from deep. Wow. So they live and die by that three-point ball. Wow. Both sides of the court. Um, But... They lost a lot this year. There was a lot of turnover. I'm using what Ken Palm lists as their roles here based on how often they're impacted by the play. They lost major contributor Herb Jones and two role players, John Petty and Josh Primo. And uh, one of the guards that they tried to bring in via transfer, Namari Burnett, had season-ending knee injury. So he's out for the year. Depth was a 
huge thing for them last year, uh, but it looks like they've lost some of that coming into this year. Maybe that won't affect them on opening night where you're not really worried about how tired people are, but down the stretch, it could really hurt them. Uh, but there is a reason why Alabama is still expected to be good, if not better, this year, and that's because they returned their highest scorer in Jaden Shackelford. They returned their best three-point shooter in Javon Quinterly. And also, they added the number three best high school guard in the nation in J.D. Davison. So Oof. they lost yeah. people, but they they are retaining and adding some new ones, too. Yeah. And so, you know, with with all that in mind and like, I don't know if you said this, Nathan, but we'll do a, a little bit more basketball preview in the next episode. Um, but we wanted to get this game in before it actually happens. So we'll talk more about what tech has returning and, you know, what we're adding as far as, you know, new players, transfers, freshmen, all that stuff. Um, but with that being said, the computers, um, both think that tech has a 15% chance, uh, to win this game by both. I mean, Ken Palm and, and Massey ratings. Ken Palm gives us an eight point deficit, 83 to 71, where Massey's a little bit more pessimistic and says 77 to 66 will be the final score. Please so, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and to be clear, Alabama is a phenomenal team. So, I mean, Losing this There's game close is not like the end of the the world, right? This is basketball, yeah. not football. So, well, I don't think anyone here would pick Tech to win this game. But if they compete really well, you don't think it, but, you don't think Nathan would pick Tech to win any game? Yeah, I don't. Well, this game, uh, but I, we'll see you in a second. He's going to pick Tech. So, uh, <laughs> spoilers. Our audience knows us. So, uh, please continue. I shouted out some players earlier, kind of giving that analysis of this team, at least what they are returning and bringing back. And I guess that means the same thing, but also what they lost. But one more name as a player to watch uh, from Furman. They had the transfer in Noah Gurley. He's a six foot eight forward who also shot 37% from three last year. Ooh. That's exactly the kind of player that I think uh, SEC coach of the year, Nate Oates, would love to have in Bama. So that's exactly who he got. A guy who shoots a lot of threes and is good at it and is also tall. And maybe that's the kind of guy who's on the court a lot and matched up against Lofton. So even though he wasn't on the team last year, I think Oates, the head coach, will play him pretty early and often. And we'll see how he matches up against our boy, Junior Lofton. Yeah. And also, I don't know if we said the time. This game's at 8 p.m. Central on SEC Network um, Tuesday night. Well, I'll probably I might listen to the radio if I can't find the stream, but uh I'm definitely excited to start a new sports season yeah. <laughs> for the Bulldogs. It's been, hasn't been a lot of positivity. So, and especially we, one with so much promise. And, and like, like I said, we'll talk about, you know, the team and everything on the next episode, but yeah. So what, what do you guys think happens here? I mean, just a real quick prediction. It's basketball after all. So, well, tech tech won't win, but they'll look pretty good and might keep it close. It might only be like a one or two possession game, maybe lose. I don't see them losing by any more than 10 points, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was only a four or six point victory for Alabama. And I'd be satisfied with that. Yeah. All th- all things considered. Now, that's a dangerous precedent because football also had a close loss to an <laughs> SEC opponent at the beginning of the year. Oh, God. Uh, Not like this. It didn't bode well after that. We only However, win two games. Yes. There's, leg- <laughs> oh, there's legitimate optimism and believable optimism that the bulldog basketball team could have a very special year for sure. What do you think Evan? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's so hard to, it's so hard to predict the first basketball game of the year. I think Alabama is probably the toughest opponent that we'll play all season and we're getting them 
you know, when, when we've got some stuff to figure out and we've got some cobwebs to shake off, but Hey, they do too. So I think anything could happen. Um, I think it'll be, you know, like 71 to 65. And I think Alabama probably, probably wins, but, uh, I could see that same score and, and tech winning. So, but I'll pick Alabama just on the record, I guess. I'm very curious to see how Junior Lofton plays in this game because Alabama's not a team that likes to play in the paint. So if Lofton's able to get going quickly and kind of run the whole team through him, then it doesn't matter how often you shoot threes because you're going to miss a few of them and you're going to go hot and cold. But if Lofton's able to consistently dominate down low, I think Tech has a real shot in an opening game against Alabama. And because I am the eternal optimist, I'm picking the Bulldogs to win by three would certainly be no, no one here's going to be no one here's going to be disappointed if tech loses this game oh yeah no uh but if tech only, wins if tech the only wins reason i'd this be game, disappointed is if we lose by like 25 you know like yeah. the lsu game last year but if tech wins this game yeah it'd be pretty sweet i wouldn't that's not true i would act obnoxious about it but uh it it would be a well-needed boost at to what has been a a tough couple months here. So please Bulldogs, I'm begging you. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised that since we talked earlier about tech opening up their season against an sec school, that you're not going to say that this game also ends on a blocked field goal. Well, there are field goals in basketball. So yeah, that was, that was the joke. Kenneth Lofton. I guess it was a block too. It was just missed. So I ruined my own joke. No, Coach, it was blocked. Oh, well I didn't ruin my own joke. I ruined the explanation of my own joke. <laughs> yeah, the coach for Alabama runs onto the court and packs Lofton on the last play of the game to lose, and the refs don't call it inexplicably. Um, I'd be cool. SEC refs. <laughs> Isn't the it, coach's last name is Oates, right? Yes. Man, it'd be so cool if Conkle's last name was Hall. Are you serious? You guys aren't picking up on this? No, I, I got I, it. I, I, I Hall and Oates, I got the joke. I just, I'm just, I just didn't laugh because of yeah. <laughs> uh, you guys are just out of touch. This reference is getting so much better and no one's picking up on it. You make my dreams come true. That's a that's a song by Hall Notes. They could make our dreams come true by winning this game. They could. Or you can make your own dreams come true by winning the contest. Nice. Associated things. Evan, how are those looking this week? Yeah, I actually graded them this time. About uh, fucking time, bud. Before, before, this, before the show. Jesus Christ. Uh, it's I know, miracle. right? Did Catherine so, grade um, them? Th- no. The, um, the Pick'em is you know still still going strong we had three winners this week score perfect scores of 15 that was um nathan's brother jonathan shout out jonathan rupel um our boy all my homies hate marshall aka jack Whitten. coach bond was the third one scored uh they got all seven games right and then bet a bunch of bonus points worth eight apparently so yeah the the new one's out now already go uh go do that the gtpdd contest we had pretty low turnout this week turns out when tech is bad people don't want to participate in stuff like this so uh mm. we had 16 players the winner was real t-bone will who scored 17 points got the margin of victory exactly correct there and uh yeah just just ran with it from there but the current leader is our boy manuel the daniel daniel adams himself 108 points uh, he is he has a one point lead over Shane Kennel with two weeks to go. Now that we know there's not a bowl game, two weeks to go. So head over to gtpdd.dog slash contest on Wednesday to play that. The pick'em will be up uh, momentarily. So that's gtpdd.dog slash pick'em. 
<laughs> and then at gtpdd.dogslashshop, you can buy the November shirt of the month. Say Louisiana has 318 on it. Our 318 area code, I think you legally have to buy this shirt to let people know that it's you have true. an area code. I it had is, to buy yeah. it. I had to buy it instantaneously. It's a little known yeah. part of the UL system law that we actually want to follow as followers of that law. Yeah. I still have a 318 area code, even though I have not lived in the state of Louisiana in seven years. Oh, I still have I still have my 985, baby. Let's go. Yeah. Anyway, that shop, gtpdd.dog slash shop. And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And go tech. Please don't die. Everything they were called for, and of course I'm a tech fan, right? So okay, like gold or blue and you know blue and red glasses here, but like you have to think about what our colors were. I don't, I don't know what I had to think about. Um, (laughs) I was like rose colored, gold. I don't fucking know. Anyway, um, (laughs) it's been a long week. Okay, Um, it has. It's Monday. Oh God.